Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. NFL Week 5 is on the horizon. We have a a special guest here today to help us uh, handicap. Uh, As usual, we like to bring in new voices, uh, and today is no different. Uh, We bring in the esteemed Professor Shine. Professor Shine, welcome to the Deep Dive. Hey, thanks for having me. What's going on? Oh, nothing bad. Nothing bad at all. Um, Andy, how are you doing on this beautiful Wednesday? Oh, pretty, pretty good. We're uh, we're just crushing the beginning of the hockey season, and I don't even bet. <laughs> I don't even bet hockey. I'm just following some smarter people than me. It's a great point, though. This is like the best time of year. There's playoff oh, baseball. There's so on. much going on right now. There's playoff baseball on. There is hockey tip ticking off. NBA is right around the corner, which I cannot wait to get to. Oh, we I have some a, preseason basketball, too. We have a legit uh, fight this weekend with Conor McGregor against Habib. I cannot wait for that one. Um, but uh, at its core, at its bones, this is an NFL podcast. So, of course, we're going to get into all of the nuanced uh, takes on the uh, NFL week five uh, quarter of the season in the books for most teams. Um, and uh, with us today, uh, I guess um, what's a fair way to introduce you, professor. Uh, you have been uh, a part of gambling Twitter now for going on 10 years, close to 10 years. Uh, but your, your history uh, with gambling, you know, and re- really the reason we want to have you on is because, you know, you have, you know, with with the experience that you bring in terms of sports betting, I know you can tell stories that go back to the eighties. Uh, you have a perspective on kind of the state of things that I think is a heck of a lot broader uh, than most anyone else we've talked to. And you know, you're 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 more experienced at this than we are. So, uh, you know, let's what's uh, what's some of your background? Oh, well, I've, oh, God, I've been betting for I like I don't even want to think about how long, but uh, I like to break. <laughs> I, it, it's so long that. Uh, I break it into categories of uh, not knowing anything to kind of winning a little bit, but uh, you know, a lot of that was luck to trying to learn a little bit more about probability. got a little bit better to uh, in the last probably 16 years or so, I guess it's, I've been betting where I kind of had a clue. That's probably the best way to, best way to, to, uh, to explain I don't think that's an unusual path, really. I think that, like, it, you know, you kind of get into sports betting if you love sports and you and you have disposable income and you want to bet on it. Uh, and then if it, you know, if it sticks, if you have kind of, you know, if you get lucky, really, at the very beginning, and if you win some money, then you kind of get the bug uh, and you go through the highs and lows of, you know, what it means if you're just betting with your gut and then you learn, like, hey, there's a better way to do this. And then the next thing you know, you know, you go through enough experiences and you get to the point where you can, you know, kind of do it for a living. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so your, uh, your handle is, uh, at professor shine. That's always, inter- that's always been an interesting handle to me. I've always kind of gotten a chuckle out of that. And your avatar is, uh, <laughs> Pro- professor, uh, Norbert Wiener. Uh, yeah. Fa- yeah. Famously, famously the, uh, the father of cybernetics, uh, MIT professor died at, at uh, age 69, I believe. Back in the uh, he died, 60s? yeah, he, he looked like he was 169, but he, <laughs> he, yeah, he, he died. He died in what that time, what period was it? But I always, I always thought that uh, Professor Wiener was like the the perfect stereotype of of a professor. Like he's exactly what a professor should look like in every 
uh, category. Doesn't matter if it's art. It, like he should, that should be what the professor looks like. So I use that as my avatar. But I'm not a professor. I'm a professor the way that Dr. J was a doctor, uh, <laughs> and 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 the whole professor thing came about from somebody making fun of me because I corrected. Uh, that, you know, they were overpaying for a point somewhere and they said, okay, professor, whatever you say. And it kind of, <laughs> it kind of stuck. So I just kind of ran with it and, and, uh, uh, and then shines just a you know, surname of, of different sorts. But yeah, I mean, if, if you look at all the crazy uh, handles on, on Twitter, uh, <laughs> mine's probably mild compared to uh, some of the more ingenious ones. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, I've always kind of appreciated that you're more or less a truth teller, uh, out there. Uh, there's a whole kind of sub, uh, group, I guess, of folks who, you know, who are experienced betters, uh, they know what is up, uh, and they see what is going on right now, which feels like the wild freaking West. Uh, and they call out the scam artists and the bad actors. Um, and with the kind of the end of prohibition, like, I feel like all of this is like going to be on steroids now for like the next year. Um, so this has been a long well, time. And it's coming. just hitting the media so much harder now. Like the media yeah. doesn't feel like they have to, you know, Oh, this happened in Vegas where it's taboo and illegal everywhere else, but we can talk about it a little bit now. Now it seems like the mainstream media is picking up more of this, even though it's, you know, basically what do you think? 95% of the people that are placing bets at these legal joints have, been betting for years and years with you know offshores and bookies anyway yeah just out of curiosity yeah. do you do you feel like uh sean do you feel like the social media like makes gambling and enjoying sports does it make it more entertaining for you uh i don't know if it's more entertaining uh <laughs> maybe it's because i'm getting older it just it caused more aggravation to see some so much there's more there's worse information out there and uh it, it, it's, I mean, gamble's been around for, 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 to me, it's never, it's never, the legalization hasn't changed, hasn't changed how uh, ubiquitous it was. You know, it's been everywhere for me anyway. You know what I mean? It's like, if you weren't covering, if you didn't mention some kind of sports gambling or something on your show, I, I probably didn't, didn't listen. You know, I used to search out people that were uh, thinking about this as much as we think about it or talk about it as much as we oh, want same. to think. Now the fact now the fact that it's that it's legal, it's almost surreal in, in a sense where uh, uh, you know it, it, it's it I don't think the media is prepared for it. I don't think the mass media, the regular sports media is prepared. And you're saying that with a lot of the stuff that's uh, being written and falsely copied and it's overall gets a little maddening after a while. I don't, so I wouldn't call it entertaining it per se, you know, <laughs> let's talk football. You guys ready? Week five NFL yeah. card. Sure. Okay. Uh, we're having a good season so far. Both Andy and myself are in the black. Uh, it is, uh, it is getting to the time of the season where I feel like the lines are getting a little tighter. Uh, I sprayed a little it bit this week. It did feel that way, man. <laughs> it like, did. It really did. Boy, I didn't uh, have a lot of openers I wanted to hit. No, on top of not having a lot of openers, uh, we didn't see a ton of openers move all that much. The lines are kind of static oh. still from what we talked about uh, on the last pod on Sunday. There's only a couple of games where we've seen uh, kind of key, key half points here and there disappear. But 
I'm not exactly, you know, can, I'm not ready to confirm that those are the right moves or, or if those are just people number grabbing. Uh, and uh, it's kind of shaping up to be a tough one, I got to say. Uh, and so as a natural result, I've made extra plays, <laughs> which is probably stupid. Uh, but here we are. Uh, so let's talk about uh, some of these games. Thursday night's game. Uh, boy, after one of the better games in the entire season last week on Thursday, we now get a game with uh, the Colts heading up to Foxborough. On paper, should be good, but this injury report continues to grow. There are so many hurt pieces for the Colts in this one. Uh, Andrew Luck finally looking a little bit healthier, but he is going to war without without Mac, his running back, without T.Y. Hilton, his primary target, without Jack Doyle, who's emerged for him as a target. Um, meanwhile, you have a rookie head coach in Indianapolis. We've seen these guys who are rookie head coaches have a particularly tough time on Thursday night football because they don't know about installing a game plan a week ahead of time. Uh, and so all of this to me kind of lends some, you know, some semblance of uh, of expectation of underperformance out of a Colts squad. Uh, and so I'm going to go ahead and lay the points on new with new England here. One of the very rare times over the course of the season where I'm laying this many points, but, uh, to me, uh, Patriots here present a little bit of value. I'm capping this 31 17. So I'm going to lay 10 and a half at plus one Oh four. Uh, Andy, you're going to get involved in this one. Or are you going to wait till the weekend? Oh, I'm probably like if I had to lean, that's my side. Just boy, the injuries really piled up, and they're all over. Even a little bit of clustering on the line, but you're losing some key spots. And luck has been—I'm not a huge trend guy, but luck and luck versus Belichick has been pretty bad throughout the years. Even though there has been a little bit of backdooring, maybe just a, you know straight up, it's been pretty bad. I'd have to go look at the against the spread, but. Yeah, Presumably if, they have a coach though that's not going to call uh, call the uh, the fake punt, right? Oh God, that was my favorite play of all time. <laughs> but yeah, that that's the other part. Rookie, I mean, uh, there's so many trends that are, aren't predictive, but rookie head coaches on Thursday night don't do good. It's just no short week to prepare, especially against you know Belichick and McDaniel's. Um, I will say a positive about Reich though. Uh, he took some heat last week about the fourth and four from a lot of people. I mean, regular beat writers who who don't understand anything were beating him up. But then he's also getting beaten up by uh, some traditional kind of people who uh, – some analytic type people who were like, well, you know, the average of that uh, play, that fourth and four, uh, not playing for the tie, the, av- the league average is 46 or 47%. I actually thought it was a good move. Uh, for right to go for it there because if you believe that luck is not average and you believe Houston's defense is not average and you believe that your break even there is roughly 57%, I think you go for it. And I also think it's good that if you can, it, in this league of coaches that are so risk averse, I'd rather have somebody error on the side of going for it fourth and four. I mean, than punting on the 40 or do what Todd Bowles has been doing for forever is down three scores and you kick a field goal. I mean, it just, I, I mean, we could do a whole show on how insane some of these head coaches are, but yeah. I, I look at it as a positive that Roy got up there and said, you know, I I'll do this every time I'm in that, that, that position. It's something I wish McCarthy would say, because if I was coaching green Bay, I would, I, I think I'd have a punter. I mean, that's exaggeration, but, <laughs> but it's, it, I mean, literally, I would, there's I a would couple be able to of teams like that. Front, 
I mean, I would be able to stand in front of people and say, why did he go for it? Because Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. And then I say, I don't care what your, your league average is. I have Aaron Rodgers. Like, <laughs> he's not worth – that's kind of what my, what my attitude would be about it. Uh, and if you – you know, it's, I, I just saw it as, as a positive from Roy that he did that. Now, I don't know if it's going to help him this week. Uh, yeah. I think you're right that I mean, every the last time I think Luck was in New England was that playoff game that they got was the air, you know, the ball in the air ball game. Yeah, the flake game. Yeah, yeah, the flake game. That seems and like it, so long ago now. It was it seems so like long forever. Ago. But remember the week before, uh, uh, Colts Luck had a huge upset against Denver. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, that was kind of like their, their big thing. And I will say this because uh, of the Luck game in Philly. Uh, uh, it's kind of an outlier, I think, because and the weather was really bad. I mean, they said, oh, luck looked really bad. It was probably the one of the worst wind and rain in Philly that I, I can remember in the last couple of years. Hmm. So it wasn't exactly perfect conditions. Uh, not that you're going to get perfect conditions this week either, and everybody's out. Uh, if I was going to lay 10, which I, I, I'm always, I'm rarely on that side unless it's against real crap teams. Uh, this will probably be the position to do it. Uh, sadly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say I think... it sadly because I'm a, I'm a luck fan. I I don't have any bias really. I mean, I I'm from this area, but I don't really root for the Eagles. I mean, I'll bet against them in, in a heartbeat if the numbers wrong. I bet with them if, it, but. For some reason, I have a soft spot for Locke. I don't know why. <laughs> well, hold on to your hold on to your butt because Indianapolis. We look ahead to Week Six. They go to they go to the Jets, and we're only expecting to see the Jets minus one. So you might get a nice spot at uh, Indianapolis money line at Week Six. I, I did love how Locke looked last week. Certainly, we talked about this. On I did the, too. On the recap and God, and I mentioned it. And just one last thing on the on the fourth down play. Like I still, I, I teased, I, I made a funny tweet. Like I made fun of him. Like oh, that was a shitty idea. It wasn't. I still, I don't think it was the wrong play, or the wrong call. But still, the wrong play. Like play you, call was bad. You, you gotta have something in your back pocket. Not you can't be digging around for a play. You have to have like a. We need a fourth and medium, and we have we have to have a play ready for that. Where yeah practice it a couple times every week and we say this is our oh shit batman you have a fourth and five you have a fourth and ten you have a, a play dialed up that you don't use that's ready for that situation i just hated the play call it it just looked it looked well, like along that line you know what i wish head coaches would do more i wish they would prepare on third down for hey what if you know, kind of the what if scenario. I mean, they go through all these scenarios since training camp and all these things, but yet it looks like when it comes fourth down, they're like, Hey, what should we do? Oh, uh, okay, yeah. let's yeah. go. They, you know, where it's like, if you're third and nine and you know, you're on your opponent's 40 or 45 and you already know, you should already have an idea. So, you know what, if we can, let's want to, let's want a, a play. Let's want to draw a play. If we pick up six. Now we're fourth and three. Well, I, I don't care if I'm fourth and three. I was going for it anyway. Yeah, hey, here, here's a take you guys. Here's a take you guys probably haven't heard. I want to criticize Reich for kicking the field goal on the first possession that he had. He was a fourth and yeah. two on the Houston twenty-five. Like if you have if you have all of this confidence in your offense and you have concerns about your defense because their defense got shredded. Like there was, you know, Deshaun Watson. The good chance you kick this field goal, you're going to give up a touchdown and lose anyway. Like go for it on fourth and two there, even if you don't get it. 
the Houston gets the ball in the 25. Now put your defense out there and prevent a field goal. Like, you know the, what? You know, I agree point. with you because you know, I agree with you because you have to know that the Colts aren't going anywhere this year. You, you have know? to know that. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. so why not, why not do some of these things? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Challenge the paradigm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm for some people say, "Oh, yeah, it's easy for you to say." No, it isn't. I, mean, I guess it is, but uh, but uh, it doesn't change the fact that that's what I would do. A lot of these coaches don't understand; they're getting fired anyway. <laughs> yes, you know yeah, what I mean. Even, even the guy like it. even the guy like Andy Reid, who is totally secure, he's going to coach in Kansas City as long as he feels like it. He went for it on fourth and short early in the game, and it was like, wow, that's a breath of fresh air. You don't see that very often. And you look at the Kansas City offense and how they're clicking, and you're like, this team should never punt. Why are they ever punting? You know, but then sure enough. Kick the field goal fourth fourth and two. Yeah, later on in the game. Like, what are you doing, guys? Like, it it was, it's, it's, it's head scratching. Like, like it must be that when you're in that situation, like, you're just not making rational decisions. Like, you're just so overcome with, like, you know, so many things are flying through your head that you're just not thinking rationally. But anyway, you know, uh, you know, Peterson for the <laughs> Peterson for the Peterson for the Eagles has a uh, they have an analytics guy who pumps in. And you know, last year, radio guys, they made fun of Peterson for that because they actually have a guy. They have a guy on the staff. Either it's one. It, I don't know if it's an extra guy or if it's somebody in the booth who just sits, there, which I think is great. I think he's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Doug, uh, I think. According to mine, not go for it, or yeah. you know what? Nah, fine. and they made fun of him. Yeah, what do you have an And then until they won the Super Bowl, now all of a sudden it's 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 wonderful. But yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Over, I, I think oh, yeah. I mean, over overall in the NFL, if you are think you know if you, you're either a have or have not in terms of like brain power it feels like and and some coaches and some organizations have it and some coach you know some organizations are willing to put everything into the organization in terms of facilities in terms of doctors, you know, and, and it's going to show up in terms of long-term performance for some of these teams. Uh, and the ones that don't like the chargers, like we see what happens, they find ways to lose. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, I think is going to be impactful as we get into the grind of the season and get into the playoffs. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, I say that of course, as I back the chargers at 25 to one last week, cause I thought I was buying low on them, but that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Ravens happened. and the Browns. Let's go to Sunday. Uh, Ravens and Browns are playing in, uh, this is the Ravens now second, uh, uh, second straight divisional matchup. Uh, the third time, third team they're playing in division. Uh, we saw them lose on the road in Cincinnati. They impressively showed on Sunday night football, uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers second game in a row on the road. Keep an eye on, uh, Ravens are going to be on their third roadie next week in, uh, Tennessee. And the look ahead line for that is, Baltimore minus one. So that's a nice spot to look for a home dog in the Tennessee Titans next week. But uh, Ravens open up as a three-point favorite in this game. Take a little bit of money. Uh, It's juiced out a little bit. Uh, Some of our sharper friends like the Ravens here uh, to win going away. We see uh, some interesting injuries uh, with the uh, both, you know, some, some, some guys are back from injury on the Ravens defense, which makes them a more formidable unit. Uh, Andy, do you have a lean early in this one, or have you already made a play on this? Yeah, I grabbed some under under forty seven. I <clears throat> I don't know if we're going to be ahead of it on that. If if people are going to be racing to the window on Sunday to pound this over, maybe with the 
I wish I wish Baltimore actually would have got some touchdowns in the fourth quarter instead of field goals or second half because that would have helped with this. But I think Cleveland giving up that many points is a bit of an aberration. Defense should be a little better at home. Divisional game. Baltimore getting some pieces back on defense. I think this stays. Uh, this might be a little more of the old school kind of old school AFC North rather than. I, I'm actually surprised at how low the total stayed in that that Baltimore Pittsburgh game. I thought I was, that was too. Get, I thought that was good, especially how it started. I thought that was going to. It only hit four. It ended up what hitting forty. That looked like it was going to hit sixty. No, no problem. So I'm. I like that under. That's something I've already done. Interesting. Uh, it doesn't look like weather is going to be too much of a factor. Uh, Shine, have you got a feel for either, either of the Ravens or the Browns so far this season? Yeah, I like the Ravens in this game. I, I, I I'm not. Again, this is maybe a week before I really get heavily invested. And I don't really get invested in in totals until about week nine, eight, eight or nine. Depends depends what I see. And I know it's a small window of totals but uh, for me. But I have some weeks, like when we get to week 11 or week 12, I might have like eight totals for, for, the, for, the, for the board. But it's based on uh, – this this first half of the year, uh, I, I I've never been able to get a really good gauge on uh, certain teams. You know, mm-hmm. like certain certain teams. And again, I mean, it's much easier for a bigger sports obviously because some teams run. You know, that's your under team, and at, you know the first eight games, I'm not really sure. Uh, I suspect that Baltimore. An educated guess will end up being uh, a, a, an under team as we move forward. But right now they're they're, they're scoring a lot. But, but again, we only have what they only have a handful of games yeah. to, to judge on. This will be the fourth game where I I, I think that they'll Cleveland doesn't seem like they could stop anybody. And uh, well, last this, week for sure, I, <laughs> but previous weeks they're well, you know, okay. I was actually – yeah, I was actually rooting for them. I didn't have any sides really last week, but I, I, I thought that they played enough to, you know, they played well enough to win. I have a future for, for under in Oakland, so I want them. I want them to lose as many games as possible, obviously. Uh, but I, I do like Baltimore in this game. I think uh, Cleveland's improved, but they're not. They're not the absolute dull crap they were last year. Uh, they do. They have some good players, but they. they I just think this is a bad matchup this week for them. Yeah, it's uh, the coaching staff in Cleveland really showed their ass last week. Uh, the defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, is at the very bottom of the pile of good defensive coordinators, in my opinion. Uh, but they have talent on defense. And the players played, you know, they played pretty well against the Jets. They played pretty well against the Steelers and the Saints. Uh, so I'm okay back in the under here as well. I'm with you, Andy, at four, under 47 at minus 104. Um, capping this about 23-20, but I could definitely see a scenario where the Ravens who have historically played extremely well against rookie quarterbacks, uh, completely fluster and flummox uh, Baker Mayfield and keep them uh, to a particularly low total. So I don't oh, yeah, mind I, I the look on the Ravens I hope as it's well. 24 nothing Ravens. Like, 24, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I have some Ravens futures I'd love to cash too. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I'll I'll, no, I'll just note this about the Ravens and and Shine. You're, I think your, um, your uh, gut is telling you reasonably well about the Ravens being an under team. Uh, a lot of their scoring has been just like out of this world efficiency in the red zone, which is not necessarily long-term predictable or sustainable. Uh, and we saw that kind of fall apart in the second half against the Steelers. They finally, you know, they turned the ball over 
uh, once in the first half, and then they couldn't punch it in. They had to settle for field goals quite a lot in the second half. Uh, so a little bit of, you know, kind of a regression to the mean in terms of how efficient they are in the red zone seems reasonable. Uh, so all of this kind of stewed together makes this one of my more, you know, kind of, uh, I'm more excited about this look than some of the other ones on my card here under 47. Uh, I, I'm seeing about a four point edge on that and, uh, happy to take that in minus one of four. Let's talk about one of the more interesting games of the week in the Jags heading to the Kansas city chiefs. We know the chiefs are undefeated. They pulled off uh, a pretty impressive comeback against the Broncos in mile high on uh, Monday night football. Everybody was watching uh, a lot of terrible nicknames floating around for Pat Mahomes, but uh, without a doubt, he is showing that he is a player in this league and he can get it done. Uh, goes up against by far his toughest test on defense uh, against the stout Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this is being played in Kansas city. This is Kansas city, only their second home game. They've been on the road a lot so far this season. Uh, Jaguars on the other hand have been home a lot. They had three straight games in Jacksonville, uh, finally venturing out of, uh, Florida, uh, to go take on the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, we see, you know, you mentioned in the preamble, we were talking, the line opened up at uh, three and a half, a lot of sharp, uh, action potentially came in early on the Jaguars driving this number down to three. Uh, it's a juicy three, but it's three nonetheless. Uh, and uh, it's, I don't know, you're kind of asking, you know, you Blake Bortles has a nice matchup, I guess, against the bad Kansas City defense. Uh, Andy, do you see yourself getting involved in the cider total here? Oh, fuck no. Oh, interesting. You're just going to watch, you're going to evaluate some of these? You're just gonna evaluate yeah, this, these is, this is for sure a learning game. To re- I'm, okay. I'm I'm very interested. I'll watch a ton of this game, which sometimes you got to do that, I guess, if you want to take anything away from it. But as far as games, I won't have any money on. This will be one I'll be watching the most. It'll be really interesting to see, uh, you know, what what happens against uh, top tier defense. We saw a little of that as uh, you know, just being on the road and in the spot. Like it was a little tougher for him than. You know, obviously facing some of the horseshit defenses he has so far, but I'm really interested to see what uh, what they dial up against Mahomes. And honestly, I'm I like Jacksonville's offensive coordinator. Kansas City's defense is, you know, a paper bag. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what Kansas or uh, Jacksonville can put up on that defense. You don't really talk about their offense, but you know they they can march down the field pretty easily on a on a soft D like that. Yeah, could be. it's true. That, that total, that total might be a little low. Yeah, I. Uh, gosh, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm involved in the over on this one, but uh, I'm rethinking it. Looking at the weather right now, uh, looks like we're going to see rain. Uh, looks like the wind's going to be close to about ten miles an hour. That might be uh, just enough to kind of help, uh, you know, help suppress what Mahomes is doing. And and uh, but you know, I guess just in a in a vacuum. Uh, the Jaguars defense, as amazing as their personnel are, they have uh, one kind of key weakness, and that is they are susceptible to 21 personnel, uh, in particular passing to the t- t- tight ends and the running backs out of 21 personnel. Kansas City uh, has been very successful doing that this season. Uh, and kind of when I did the matchup math and I looked at you know kind of the specifics and I saw that pop, I was sort of that it talked me at least a little bit out of back in the Jaguars, even though this is kind of like classic early season spot. Can't people think Kansas city is better than they are. Uh, and you have kind of a 
you know, pros versus Joes, for lack of a better term, shaping up in this one where pro pro betters are holding Jaguars plus three and a half tickets and the public. It's like, why is Kansas City, who's undefeated, only minus three and a half against Blake Bortles? Uh, so I, that kept me off the side. I got an early number on the over that I can buy out of, and I may, um, if the weather continues to look like garbage, because speaking of garbage, Kansas City's defense is exactly that. Um, and uh, Bortles and Nathaniel Hackett have a little something cooking uh, out, outside of that Titans game. Uh, I think that... Uh, uh, they've shown us some interesting looks this year. So I think both teams can score if the weather's not terrible. Uh, Shine, are you going to go either way on the side or total here? I guess the side. You're going to back off totals for a little while, I guess. But uh, you like a side here? Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I played Jacksonville uh, when the, the line came out. Uh, I think the, the three and a half is going to turn up. Three. It's important. I mean, you know, it's important all the time anyway. But, uh uh, I like Jacksonville in the game. Uh, I tend to think that the the sample size for Kansas City is a little, just a slightly bit overhyped just for now. I, I, I think Jacksonville, I think it's, it, they have a good defense. Uh, and that's why I played them. It's not a huge play for me. None, none of these are, are, are big for me this week. Uh, but I do like Jacksonville in, in this game. If this was something, we had similar stats. And this was like later in the season. This would be a pretty three and a half would be a pretty strong, uh, decent sized play for me. But uh, does it make it, sense? It, it, does it make sense to you that the Chiefs are uh, uh, like proverbial favorites to win the AFC? I mean, I know why. Um, and with the Mahomes thing, and I don't think they should be. And because New England hasn't looked good, obviously Pittsburgh's looked awful. Uh, there's a couple teams, and when you get to the when you get to the game, I'll tell you. There's a couple games teams I think are a little bit better than uh, will, will be more sustainable. I think surprisingly, but I, I, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised because of how they played and because New England hasn't played well until, yeah. of course, last week. Uh, but you know, remember last year they were five and zero. They were they were letting the world on fire last year, just like this year. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of the same thing. They looked unbelievable. They had that game. They went into I think Washington and won big, and everybody was all over. You know, it, it's listen. Remember where I'm from. I mean, we saw. I've seen a lot of this from Andy Reid, and uh, in the past, uh, I, it's, it's they're, they're, listen. Kansas City's good, but I don't know how good. And I know Jacksonville's is decent. Mm. Uh, I think this game will be close. Andy, let me ask you something real quick about this one before we move off. Uh, if you're interested in the Jags and you miss three and a half uh, and threes are out there uh, and you're talking to yourself, yeah, maybe I'll back the money line. Does it make more sense just to grab a uh, Jags AFC ticket at this point? Because a win here means the Jags will have wins over the Chiefs and the Patriots in their back pocket as far as tiebreakers go. And you could be talking about, uh, you know, a scenario where they lock up home field in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of variance. Many, many a slip twixt the cup and the lip. I, I don't, I don't hate. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't hate the premise, but you're also. Do you want to tie up bankroll until then, or do you? I mean, or do you believe Jacksonville is the better team and can get it done with that defense? Because three still, 
still pretty nice with a, a team with a defense. If it, I, I'll also take a three. I won't, you know, I thought I thought for a second you were going to ask about money line, which I'm like, oh, we're getting more aggressive. If it got down to like, you know, somewhere in the two and a half, then we're talking money line. But I think three's still a good number there. Okay. Uh, what about the Jags team total over? You think we're going to see a number that's like stupid low 23? for the fact? Yeah. Are we going to see like a 23? It should be. I mean, implied right now. I did the math earlier. It should be 23. That might not be another angle. You know, like, what's the lowest total Kansas City's given up this year? 23. Yeah. They've been giving up buckets. Yeah. I mean, they've been giving up. They have not looked good on defense. They really haven't. And granted, a lot of it was prevent defense because they've been playing with the lead. Uh, and the Broncos only scoring 23. You know, they should have scored more. Um, but, uh, but Kansas city gave up 28 to the chargers, 37 to the Steelers and 27 to the Niners. Uh, and yeah, that 23 sounds low. Maybe, uh, Jags, maybe Jags team total over is low. Cause we know Jags are probably going to be without Fournette. and go figure if you can Which explain this, but better. for whatever reason, without Fournette, uh, Blake Bortles and Nathaniel Hackett and company, uh, perform more effectively. I can't explain it, but it is what it is. Um, Let's move on down to uh, touch on this one real quickly. Uh, Tennessee is the real deal, in my opinion, not just on the back of their win versus the Eagles, but just the way that they are constructing, um, you know, game plans is improving week over week, as far as I can tell from what I've seen on the tape. Uh, They go to Orchard Park to take on the Bills, who just got shut out by the Green Bay Packers. Getting shut out by the Packers is an indictment of your offense, any way you slice oh, yeah. and dice the efficiency metrics for the Bills offense this year, it's like historically bad. Like the they are finding new ways to be unsuccessful on offense. I was I was just looking at like their success rate out of the eleven personnel, which is the most common formation that the teams are running, and they're successful on twenty nine percent of plays. That is two and a half standard deviations below league, league average. They are literally in the first percentile out of the most common uh, offensive set. Uh, You combine that with the fact that the Titans actually have legitimate talent on the defense uh, and the fact that they're schemed relatively well with Dean Pease, the defensive coordinator in Tennessee. Uh, And I think you're catching a Tennessee team that's improving uh, with a relatively low number. Minus three and a half are out there. I sold a half point up to minus four to get plus 101. Uh, And uh, I think the Titans win this one going away. Uh, Shine, do you believe in the Titans after what they did uh, last week against uh, Philadelphia, or do you think I'm buying high on the Tennessee team? Uh, tough to say. I think the Eagles are very average right now. Uh, and I think Tennessee is above average. Uh, and Buffalo is awful. <laughs> 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 you know, when I first saw this, it, it, it kind of screams – Hey, you know, home goal kind of in a sense, but uh, I don't like the game either way. Uh, I don't like uh, Tennessee's defense is good. You make some good points on it, but I I pass this game just because I want to see what happens. If Tennessee wins this game 12-9 or something like that or something strange, uh, I think it'll be – not that it'll be a a indication of how how good their defense is because we're expecting them to to be good. But if they don't score any points, that's gonna, gonna tell me a little bit, a little bit more of what I need to know. Also, interesting. Uh, I don't like the game. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So it could go up and win twenty-seven-three, and that'll be a, that'll be a, a, a big, a bigger statement uh, for me. But 
you know, Tennessee's going to fly under the radar. All the hype coming in this season with Texans. Uh, I don't know. I want to see what happens. I, I, I kind of just kind of let this game go. Interesting. Uh, Andy, uh, Tennessee going to get to 4-1, or are they going to fall into the same trap the Vikings did in looking ahead to next week where they play Baltimore? <sighs> I don't think anyone's going to fall that hard into a look at ever again, but I still, I'm not <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah. I'm not high. I, I do. I will not bet this because I still don't believe in the Titans. Like the Dolphins game was ugly. The Jaguars game was real ugly. It's not like the Texans are something to write home about as far as getting, uh, they won by three in Tennessee. And then, yeah, like Shine said, the Eagles are, the Eagles have a lot of problems right now. So the, I think the Titans are kind of a shitty three and one, although, you know, any win in the NFL is good. So I'm hoping the Titans beat the ever living fuck out of the bills. And then I can get a good number and we can, we can see what we can do. Even though the Ravens will be on a third straight roadie, I think people might be fading them and it'll be the one time ever. I'll take a team on like the third straight road game because I, I still am not a huge Titans believer yet. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I think the Titans are improving. Uh, I think they're on the upswing. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, let's move down to Giants versus Panthers. Panthers coming off of the bye. One of two teams this week coming off of the bye. Uh, I hate early buys. Sometimes it tends to kind of disrupt a little bit of what you're doing as far as the team goes. You know, you're just kind of figuring out your identity uh, early in the season, and then lo and behold, now you got to take a week off. Um, but that said. Uh, they are playing a Giants team that has significant problems. The Giants are, they are not scoring. They are not running efficient offense. Eli Manning looks extremely washed. Uh, the likelihood that they score points against the rest of the Panthers defense on the road, I have uh, very strong suspicions that they will not. Um, that led me to thinking, well, maybe the under is a good look. Uh, but uh, the Panthers, given their offense, a close look over the first three weeks. And I have, I think I owe, uh, what's his face? Uh, what's the offensive coordinator? I forgot. Norv. I think I owe Norv an apology, not only for forgetting his name right there, but, uh, I was ice cold on his ability to do well with this terrible offensive line in Carolina. Um, but they are running a modern offense. It's not, uh, it's not seven step dropbacks. Cam run for his life, no one to throw to, uh, getting lucky. Like they are actually doing some, some pretty sophisticated sequencing of plays uh, and formations that uh, you know play design that's you know, that's relatively well thought out. Our our teams around the league eventually going to catch up to them and be able to limit them probably, but at least for now, it's you know enough of a, uh, enough to scare me off of backing an under here. Um, and I couldn't really find an edge with Panthers right now at what seven and then sevens across the board, pretty much. Um, so this was, a, this was one I was happy to skip. Um, do you have, uh, any insight to add to this, uh, shine in terms of Carolina and, and the giants? And I guess maybe Carolina specifically, I have a lot of under team under team win under positions alive on the Panthers. Cause I thought that the North Turner experience was going to be a nightmare. And, uh, I'm starting to get a little, I'm starting to get a little nervous. Carolina Panthers. I'm sorry. You broke up a little bit. So you have, a, you have, I have, 
I have some team win unders on the Panthers, and I'm starting to get a little nervous. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I thought that they said yeah. Uh, the Giants are bad. God, they are. <laughs> it's either Carolina or or Panthers. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I mean, it's just really, a reason to play the Giants, except that you know, I tried to go back and look and see if there's any scenario this early in the season where. Eli kind of surprises people, like, you know, when they're getting plus set. But it's such a tough thing to do because the teams are different, the defenses are different, uh, his offenses are different. You know, you know it just it, there's no real thing for this. And, and again, it's it, it's early enough where I can let this play out and kind of add it to my data for, you know, for some time down the line. My hope kind of is that maybe the Giants – play this a little bit tough even if they lose uh so down the line maybe uh no people will forget about this game uh and then maybe the giants can <laughs> get value down the line you know because, uh, yeah yeah like, seven, they're, getting, they're getting 13 and then the people that really dive into the data will look and say you know what they really kind of won the stats of three of these games something like that but we're not in that in that position yet uh so it's it's, I guess, you know, you could Wong teaser Carolina. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Andy, does that, does that, does that uh, hit a chord with you? Oh, yeah. I, I did a little updating, too, while we were kind of talking to my six. Yeah, the six-point Wong teasers are 11-1 and one right now as Ooh. far as just uh, yeah, So only one loser. And, so, uh, they're, so they're due for they're, they're due for regression? No such thing. <laughs> too short, too small of a sample size, baby. We're still going to okay. roll on with those. Uh, yeah, as far as the Panthers, I mean, you kind of hit on everything I was going to say. The Panthers are a little surprising on offense. I didn't think Norv was going to pull anything, you know, modern out of his hat. Um, the Giants, it, it, it it's still going to scare me to go against the Giants. They have too many pieces around Eli to continue to score you know, as low as they have in some of these games, like they, they have good players on offense. They have playmakers. They should be scoring a few more points. It's frustrating watching, you know, especially Shermer going there. I like, yeah. think they could at least do something with the offense. So stay away game for me. Do you get why the total ticked up half point? Does that make yeah. any sense to you? I mean, maybe, I mean, there could just be numbers guys early in the week saying that, you know, it, it might be a touch low and they could be hitting it and wanting to buy back later. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's move down to uh, another one that I have a skip on, and that is Denver heading to the Jets. Uh, Sam Darnold back at home. He's had a handful of pretty unimpressive weeks uh, in his rookie campaign now. Uh, I'm pretty much ready to throw away my rookie of the year ticket on Darnold. Um, Case Keenum, meanwhile, coming off a tough loss at home, short week. Uh, the you know the I you always hate to see a team coming off of a game um, where they played a tough rival at home on Monday Night Football and now are on the road against a team that they probably think they should be uh, you know eat beat easily. Uh, also worth noting, Denver has the Rams on deck um, and. Uh, this could qualify as sort of a sandwich spot for them, I guess. Um, the bookmakers were wise to this, opened the Jets as a favorite, although the what they opened minus two and a half, and that thing got bet down to minus one in a hurrah. 
Uh, still sitting at one. Haven't seen any buyback on the Jets, although in my gut, that's probably the right side here. Uh, I'm just not interested in uh, getting involved with them in their current state. Um, starting to get a little whiff of uh, stink on uh, Todd Bowles. Uh, he might be uh, a little concerned about his job security. Do you get that uh, same whiff, Andy? Yeah, he's a shitty coach. <laughs> like, just, I mean, when in just in game decisions, the way he addresses the media, like the way he addressed the media after the game, it, it was like, oh, this guy, this guy knows where he stands at least. So hopefully he likes his job and he, he gets him fired up this week. This is a good spot for them to get something done with Denver, you know, coming off a tough game like that and heading into a tough game. You know, sandwich spots aren't universal, but they, they happen. Like there is look ahead. There are tough spots where you're going from mountain time to the East coast, playing an early game. Keenum, Keenum could be an interception machine. Uh, we've seen the jets defense. Obviously they said they knew what the plays were, but they can be a ball hawking defense. Like they were week one against, uh, against Stafford. Yeah. So that's a I, fair point. I, it would be, I would be jets or nothing for me. I'm probably staying away from this one for now. We'll see. I want to see what the line does here. I think you'll see some more movement. I think this will be a kind of an enticing line for some people. Yes. Shine. Do you think the, uh, the jets are an enticing side as uh, such a small home favorite? I actually like Denver in this game, but I, ah, I don't, I don't okay. I don't, okay. It's just, it's uh, if you were going to play total, I think this, I think that, that jets lines was an aberration if there ever was one. Uh, sure was. Uh, oh, there were so and many runbacks and kick kick returns and all kinds just, of shit. Which is mean, wild. It was all place. kinds of stuff. It was, yeah, it was just crazy stuff. And, and I think in another three weeks, uh, we'll, people won't even remember that game. Especially if Detroit beat Green Bay this week. People are going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Detroit lost to the Jets? Yeah. It'll be yeah. something that people dude, will just forget about. Uh, I think Bowles, uh, like Andy said, Bowles is terrible. <laughs> and uh, it's just, and you know, I don't want to just randomly say that. I think that, you know, everybody kind of is hard on coaches overall in every sport. But uh, uh, <laughs> with that being said, Bulls is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also got a bit. I mean, it's terrible to the point where I think him and the guy in Tampa, that uh, Coder, Cutter, yeah, Dirk Cutter, yeah, yeah, they're gonna. They're, when you make those many bad decisions over the, over the course, if you're going to make say sixty or seven, say you have sixty or seventy major this major, you know, decision points in each if throughout the season, if you screw up, you know, almost all of them, you're going to get lucky on some, uh, but overall, you're going to end up costing your team at least like one game here or there, and I. Uh, uh, maybe even more. I mean, I have to do the, the numbers on it, figure, you know, really break it down for what, what, what kind of a, of a mess bowls could be in a game on the line. Uh, but, you know, it's not a big game for me, but I think Denver's better. Uh, I mean, if Casey's elite, I know Denver was home. It's a different, it's a different matchup. But I just think, I think the Jets are even worse than, than, uh, than people think. Yeah. Denver should have won that game. Uh, Case Keenum blew, blew a wide open Demarius Thomas streaking down the sideline at the three yard line uh, in did the closing seconds of that one. Posted, did you see somebody posted? Well, the uh, uh, 
a different uh, view of that play. Uh, that uh, Thomas didn't run it out. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, it, you think it was? You didn't think it was Keenum? You it, think it was on Thomas? Well, I saw. I mean, it, 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 now I don't know the physics of it. it. Looks like maybe it was hard for a person that big to straighten out when he had to turn to the right and then just go a full out sprint. But it does look like he hesitates when he looks back. And it might have cost him a step. He probably still would have been overthrown. But, you know, Demarius, I mean, he's what, seven foot six or something? I mean, he might have been able to. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> if, he got, if, he, if he had one, it was something that I didn't consider. Sometimes I watch games of delay and I'll slow mo, you know, a that, lot that of those. Play, that play's made more often than it's not. It like, is. That, that should have been, that should have happened. Yeah, yeah, that should have been the game winner. Yeah, it's definitely an overthrow. I mean, I hate to use that as like an indication, like that Keenum will play great this game. I just my 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 educated guess on what I've seen so far, and trying to uh, compare that to years past. And I try to do a lot of that. Like, I don't compare team to team. Like the 2018 Chargers could look like, you know, the 2006 Rams, say, as opposed to the 2006 Chargers. You know, what I mean, I try to find like like minded teams like yards per you know who did the same yards per point or, or uh, adjusted yards per play or whatever you know years past you know that's kind of the 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 theory i try to come up with to try to get a, a, a better indication for, for trying to get prediction especially this early in the season and from everything that i've seen if you throw everything into the chat i mean the coach isn't helping them and they're not that good to be to be with Gotcha. Um, I okay. Think, I think we have a problem scoring points, and, and Denver might. Uh, I, I would side with Denver or nobody here. Okay. Interesting. Let's move down to uh, Atlanta versus Pittsburgh. Uh, we'd see two pretty desperate teams. Uh, amazingly, between these two teams, we have two wins. Oh. Pittsburgh's at home. You got uh, you got a pressing situation where they desperately need to get back on track against the defense in Atlanta that is utterly trash. Uh, I'm taking, I'm laying the points here with Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't think they're a good team. I don't think they win lots of games this season, but I think they win this game and I think they do it comfortably. Uh, as I cap this one, I'm capping it at a six point win for the Steelers. So I'm selling out to minus three and a half at plus one Oh eight. Uh, it's a little icky to sell off a three, but I think that this could actually get out of hand in favor of the Steelers. Andy, are you going to take a side in this? Oh, I disagree with you, but I'm not enough to bet it, I guess. I There's still a lot of big names. Big Big Ben doesn't look right someplace. I'm not overly – even against – I mean, even against that defense. Like, the going against the second half against Tampa, they just looked not right at times. They don't look like they had in years past, and they still have a lot of good offensive weapons. There, there's something funny about Pittsburgh – I don't know if, if their defense can't slow Atlanta down at home. It's going to be a struggle for them to get back in the game in the second half, I think. I I don't see this being a, either team winning going away. This just seems like whoever ends up with the ball last has a good offense and is going to go down and win the game. So I don't really feel like getting involved in anything here. Hmm. Okay. Shine, we had uh, Atlanta at home three straight weeks. Now they're on the road. We've seen Atlanta play less uh, efficiently on offense by a long shot when they've been outdoors. 
we also have seen uh, you know, some physicality tick up on the side of the Pittsburgh defense. They're not playing good defense still. They don't have talented players, but they're being more physical. Uh, I could see this as the kind of game where Pittsburgh gets right, especially with the, you know, I'm speculating here, but we could see a motivational letdown on the side of the uh, Falcons, given that they blew that game and the tail end of uh, the Cincinnati game at home. Uh, and the fact that this is uh, their first road test in a while. Uh, are you buying any of that? Or do you think uh, Atlanta's a live dog here? Uh, it's more of a narrative. I mean, we could, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing anyway. I get it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, we could fill any narrative that you want, but uh, sure. I mean, we're all making educated. I think Pittsburgh's in, in, in some serious problems. Now, Atlanta can't stop anybody, so I don't like Atlanta in this game either. I mean, uh, but uh, I mean, I kind of agree that Pittsburgh just doesn't doesn't look right. I mean, they haven't looked right in previous years either. If you remember, remember, I mean, they had a game a couple of years ago. They were playing well, and then they went into Philly, and they just like I think they lost like forty to six or something. And oh, then yeah. they picked up. Remember that game was a couple of years ago, and they picked up the pace, oh, yeah. and and then played well to the end of the year. I mean, uh, Rossford is always going to make some kind of a. Uh, but it just it looks like neither team can stop anybody this early. So until Pittsburgh shows me they can, they can stop it. And they did come back after last week. It was fourteen nothing. Uh, I don't know what that what I had to do that I missed the whole second quarter, but for some reason I missed the whole second quarter. I don't know what I was doing. I can't remember. It's definitely sports related, uh, but uh, you know they, I don't even know how they tied it up. I didn't bother looking at the box score because uh, I had I had the game, so I was just happy that I mean they, they pulled away. But uh, it's a good point made in that like even that Tampa game. It, it all it, they I know. Is it fair to say they're not full strength? I guess not, because not a lot of teams are full strength, right? I mean, the Eagles have been full strength. Uh, uh, you can go right down the line. Uh, you know, New England hasn't been full strength. They didn't have Adam maybe yet. So it's not really an excuse. But I, I, I mean, I would side with Pittsburgh here, but I, I tell you what, it would be only with a gun to my head. Only because Atlanta can't stop anybody. <laughs> Okay, so maybe no, just, uh, okay. This some, something I saw on Twitter earlier. I had to go find this while you were talking. Um, since 1940, teams that score 36 points with no turnovers at home have won 402 games out of 406. Oh my two, God! Two of those and two of those four losses are, have been by the Falcons this year. What in, in, in the last probably in the last two weeks? Yeah, that you score you score thirty six plus points at home and don't turn the ball over, you win four hundred out of four hundred and six times or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean that they, like you know, that, that's not like some wild like oh yeah that, that's that's pretty predictive if you can score thirty six and don't turn the ball over and some other yeah their def I mean their defense is getting. It's getting worse by the week. They it's, it's like every week they lose a player. This they lost Green Jared again. I, I, yeah, I, I mean this fifty-seven. That's not safe. You think? Oh, that's a high <laughs> maybe I'll touch that under. I uh, I would well, I think, very I think much caution you. They'll both score in the thirties. I bet. Andy, I think nowadays we might be like in a new paradigm with the way the <laughs> rules are now. You know, I mean, oh, is yeah. the average is it the average passing right now? Ninety-nine or something like that for all the. 
it's just it's so crazy now with six six touchdowns, five touchdowns, that I think you you might see that more of that type of thing happening now with it, it's just an absolute shootout. I mean, it's just starting to look like arena league. It is. What's the new rules? Just the, the way they've moved some of the rules around for the offense. I mean, it just, I think totals will probably tick up over the years. Well, it used yeah. to be if you had, if you're, if, you're, if your offense had 500 plus yards, you didn't lose those games. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. had, if your offense had 400 yards and you had no turnovers, you never lost those games. I think you're going to start saying teams lose more of those games. But what's worse for me is, I, 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 is or what, what I think is more telling is that the reason they lost those games is because Atlanta can't stop anybody. And, uh, period. You might, yes. Period. Yeah. You're going to see another shootout this week. You're going to see another shootout this week. It's just, I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait. Let's talk about another potential shootout Packers lines in the dome. Uh, again, two defenses that have a lot of question marks, no pass rush for the lions. We saw them give up uh, 26 points to the hapless, uh, terrible offense of the Dallas Cowboys last week. Uh, and we see, uh, the green Bay Packers coming to town. Aaron Rodgers always plays well in the dome. Uh, granted, you know, he's a little banged up. I liked what I saw from him and his mobility, uh, in the game against the bills. I thought they left a lot of points on the table. Uh, and I could see this one, uh, really turning into quite the shootout. I'm backing over 51 and a half here at minus 102. Um, and uh, this is one of the games that I'm uh, pretty excited to watch. You got a feel for this one, Andy? Well, I'm always so close to this situation with these divisional games following the Vikings. And when when one jumps out so, so hard to me, sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, all right, all right, all right. Because maybe maybe I need to sit down and think about this a little bit. At Detroit, Detroit, something's something stinks there. I think maybe if he gets to play Belichick and he knows he knows a bunch about him, he'll uh, Patricia could possibly have another good game. But they've looked they've looked pretty putrid in a few of their other games. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm finding you know Rogers doesn't look like that knee is bothering him that much, and if it is, he's doing a good job of hiding it because. They look just fine. The defense might be a little shitty, but uh, I could I can see this kind of being a shootout where Rodgers doesn't lose shootouts against Stafford. They just even uh, boy that oh bad memories from that. I had the like every hail mary that Rodgers has thrown has cost me money. So there was one in Detroit. This. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's the one. I had the under and the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, money, the money's pouring in on the Packers. Like, if you want them, grab them now, I guess, because I feel like that's where the money's going to go. Uh, I mean, if you do like a home dog, I think you might get a better number here eventually, even if you just want to take Detroit, probably close, maybe like a plus 120 money line. Uh, kind of a stay away. I think the total is probably just about right, but I can see that flying over if the Green Bay defense play. You know, that I don't think. Josh Allen and the Bills defense is going to be indicative of what what they're going to face. I really like the Lions receivers. They have a three pretty good receivers. So there could be a lot of points. Probably uh probably right where it needs to be. Gonna stay away from this one for now. Okay. Well, give me the over on this one. Uh Shine, do you think the Packers get the win here? No. 
Ooh, <laughs> interesting. You like you so you so you um you backed the Lions against the Pats. I was with you on that one. Uh you think the Lions are a friskier team than people realize? I just don't like Green Bay in, in <laughs> Okay. Spot, okay. You know? It's really a play off of Green Bay and uh it's uh yeah, it, it, how do you play against Rodgers? I mean it's tough all this, it all is. this I think uh, if you're, I'll say and, this though. If you're going to play against Rodgers, you do it early kind of in the fine. season. Yeah, you do well, it early. You do it on the road. You do it early in the season. You don't do it in November. Or you do it. Or you do it when he's laying. I mean, I've done it in the past when he was laying. He's laying too many points at home. You know, I've gotten. Uh, not that I'm searching out to beat Rodgers, but if I, <laughs> <laughs> if, the, if, 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 if the situation is presented itself, it's usually in a different scenario than this. But I, I actually like the Lions in this spot. I think if you were, although like you said, the, the some of the one teasers, some of the basic strategy teasers might be ready, ready to regress a little bit. It could, might not be this week. It might be over the next, you know, ten weeks. <laughs> but yeah, right, right, right. You know, a little tiny bit over ten weeks. But uh, you know, uh, Detroit would be if you if you weren't under that mindset, Detroit would be another good spot. Oh, especially if you wait till the closing number, because this is definitely going to get up to like two and a half. If it gets to two, it's going to fit right in there. Exactly. Even All right. I like that look. I like that look. Uh, I don't really have anything for Miami uh, Cincinnati here. Andy Dalton uh, was impressive last week, but uh, two weeks ago, we threw four picks and cost a win against the Panthers. So um, that's Andy Dalton for you. Uh, Tannehill and Miami and company looked utterly lost against the Patriots, who do not have a good defense. Uh, last week, they're on the road again now in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been on the road for a couple weeks in a row. They're finally home. Um, I kind of make this game right about where the line is. Maybe there's a little value on Miami. I'm just not comfortable going to the window and betting a ticket on a bad team on the road. Uh, and I think the Dolphins, despite three wins this year, are a bad team. Andy, you going to stay away from this one, or do you? Are you hearing the the Dolphins uh, the Dolphins song? No, I mean that. That last game was maybe too far across the radar as far as Miami's not that bad. They were worse than they actually – they looked worse than they are, but that's closer to where they were than being a 3-0 team. Uh, the, The Cincinnati offense looked really good because they got to play Atlanta. I don't think they're going to put up points quite like that, but I still I still think they'll play well at home. And you're right. It's probably right where it needs to be. I think Cincinnati gets the win, but I'm not comfortable laying, laying big points with that team yet. Yep. Yep. Uh, we don't really know about the health of Mixon. We don't know about the health of Gio oh, Bernard. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we know they, they lost. Marks. Yeah. They lost Tyler Eifert. So there's going to be some reconfiguration of the Cincinnati offense. That is some questions that make me want to steer clear of this one. Um, Shine, do you get a sense of why this was bet out from the open at minus five and a half all the way to minus six and a half going across six? It's kind of a, it's not a, an overly uh, big move in my mind because, you know, it's not that it's a completely dead number, but it's not a, not a key number. I think it'll go to seven. Uh, and I think Cincinnati is uh, an underrated team uh, right now. And I, I like and, that. Uh, I think I expect them to score a lot. I expect them to kill Miami this week. Uh, <laughs> again, if this was later in the year, it would probably be. But you know, if they had the same kind of 
not com- comparable. If they had the same numbers as they do now, this was week eight, it would be a much bigger play for me. Uh, but I, uh, I think that they score and all their metrics for offense are good. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah, they've had some injuries, but I almost, I almost think that they can plug in. At this point, they can plug in a lot of different people in a lot of different spots. And I think they've been more efficient than people are giving them credit for it because, let's face it, I mean, nobody comes into the, to the offseason and be like, hey, the Bengals are going to be great this year. Like, nobody's really – I don't think they're doing that in Cincinnati. <laughs> but, we were a little high. They, we were a little high on the Bengals preseason. Not like they're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, I thought their defense uh, was going to look a lot better. Their, I thought their, their defense, defense was too. Happy. Yeah, and granted, they they played better when they were at home, and we haven't really seen them at home a lot. Um, you think a, is there an angle shaping up on the team total potentially if it's like twenty seven and a half? I think they score more than than that. I mean, I would be surprised if they didn't score in the thirties. I like that look. Okay. Let's talk about another one that's uh, an interesting divisional spot. Oakland versus the Chargers uh, playing in L.A. where there will be um, a ratio of Raiders to to Chargers fans of what do you think, Andy? 28,000 to one? Yeah, Chargers fans are not a thing, I guess. (laughs) Chargers fans are sort of like the Easter Bunny. I've yet to see them. So that sucks for them. Um Chargers got to be pissed. Like, you can't be happy with that win. That was disgusting. Like, awful. It was a really irritating. I mean, there's only been a, a big favorite that's looked worse in the game once this year, and we don't speak about that game anymore. So. <laughs> uh, five's an ugly number. I think I'd probably sell up to six if I got involved. Oakland coming off kind of a weird game. Had to play in overtime and now going on the road, although it's not a huge travel spot. Should we just, I mean, do you get, it looks like the team totals can be a little more prohibitive as far as just betting the Chargers team totals, which have hit four weeks in a row now. Yeah. Um, it'll be a little higher now because we're talking what half of 53 is, you know, oh yeah, plus two and a half. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting up there into the high, high, high 20s now and that's getting a little dicey. So uh, probably not looking at much of this game. I, I again, I have some Chargers futures. I'd like them to win. <laughs> I like you. I like it. Uh, any uh, any look for you on this one, Shen? Yeah, I mean, I don't like the game. I, to me, it's either Oakland or Pace. I don't like the Chargers for all the reasons you guys stated. This, yep. Yep. This is, yep. Like this is going on two years with the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> they're just a, they're they're a defunct franchise. I don't know what to tell the you. The only thing the only thing good for the Chargers you can say is they'll put up okay numbers. They're not good. They're not in, in they haven't been good in situations like this. But they've been good when they've been later in the season. They put them in the road and they're getting seven, eight, nine, you know, six situations. So I'm actually hoping that they. Again, one of these things where they squeak out a win here because I need Oakland under for this. <laughs> okay, let's go. Oh, I like this look a lot. Okay, let's get a nice, uh, a nice three-point uh, Chargers win with the with the Raiders miss field goal at the end of the end of time. Uh, I looked at the over on this one. 
another one in the fifties. It's just, it's, it's tough to get uh, too excited about that. I'm looking down the card here. We've kind of been burying the headline. We've got the quarterback matchup of the week. (laughs) Tell me, sell it to me. Rosen and beat hard. Boy, howdy. And I thought Rosen, I thought Rosen made some nice, uh, that poor guy, the guy, you know, the receiver stepped on the out of bounds line on a pretty nice throw. He had some nice throws. He still looked like a rookie on a shitty team with the receivers, but boy, this is an ugly one. I don't know. I think the Cardinals are live dogs here. I think oh, the no, Niners, sure. right? Yeah, the Niners be the dogs or nothing here. Yeah, the Niners laying this many points with the quarterback situation that they have, and I don't know. Was Kyle Shanahan joking today when he was uh, saying that uh, Greg Kittle didn't get the hype he deserved because he had a bad quarterback in college, and that quarterback was CJ Bedard? <laughs> Did you catch oh, that quote? Yeah, they, I, I did. Yeah, they played together. I watched I watched a lot of Big Ten football up here. Was Was he joking or was he serious? Yeah, he, I, yeah, he knew that. He's he just, had to be joking. Okay, okay, okay. Well, regardless, uh, I think the Cardinals are a live dog here. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to take them plus four, minus 102. Uh, this has every bit of a game where it's decided by a field goal in my mind. It could go either way. I'd like to see the Cardinals get a win finally. Um, I think the Niners need to start positioning themselves for the draft because with uh, Garoppolo on the sidelines for the year, it is uh, you're going nowhere, buddy. So um, maybe give the Cardinals a win and, uh, and uh, potentially set yourself up for a nice pick in the draft. Uh, let's move right down. I'm going to talk about Vikings Eagles. This is the this is the premier game of the night of the uh, afternoon slot uh, rematch of the NFC Championship game. Uh, Shine, were you on the uh, Eagles last year in the NFC Championship game? No, I was not. I wasn't either. I wasn't either. I think that makes three of us. I think that makes three of us. I I had the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Uh, I had the Eagles against the Falcons, but I did not. I had the Vikings in this game. Me too. uh, Yeah, me three. And you know what? Before, before that Buffalo game, this was something I thought was gonna, I thought was going to be very interesting. I still think it's going to be interesting, and uh, I do side with the Vikings here. Yes. Uh, and I think that they that Buffalo is just a uh, just a hiccup. I don't know what happened with that. I mean, I looked at the box score, I watched some of those highlights, and the thing. It's like it's like they were all was a, yeah. What's the name of it? What's the name of the type of game where it's just chaos ensues or just like everything bad that could go wrong goes wrong? Uh, it was just calamity. It was a calamity game. Hoobar. I mean, it, yeah, it was. You know, it, 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 it's like it's like they were out the night before on the on, on, on the party uh, cruise. On the party <laughs> cruise. I mean, I just it's like nobody blocked. It's a, it, it, it was just a weird thing. Sometimes, hey, listen, if you're a team, you kind of want that to happen. Uh, now, right? You don't want that to happen. Uh, you know, it kind of, it, different quarterback. I understand last year, but like after the first series last year in Philadelphia, that's kind of what, like it kind of steamrolled out of control. I don't, I don't think the Eagles were thirty-one points better than Minnesota last year. Uh, well, my power kind of say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> that's, true, that's true. But I, I think. You know that that kind of thing happened in Buffalo. You know, at, at home against Buffalo a couple weeks. Ago. But I think you know what's odd is I don't think this line would have been any different. Like, say that, that Vikings had beaten Minnesota seventeen ten or something. I I don't think I don't think this would be Eagles six. I think the Eagles are in just as as kind of weird situation as as Minnesota. 
Uh, this is mm-hmm. all the all the three lines are kind of cheesy, aren't they? It's like yeah. last week. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know what to put the line. It's like, I understand that the market will correct things, but it's like when you see so many threes and three evens and minus three, it's, yeah, this is one that I think is 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 a correct three, but I also like Minnesota. And I actually like Minnesota to win the game. Ah, uh, that makes two of us. Does it make three of us, Andy, or are you staying away? <sighs> you might just get a little bet out of me for the hell of it. All ah, right, let's go. Okay, so here's here's the case. Here, here's the case. Why? What, yeah, what's yeah? What's your case? Why? The Vikings. Yeah. What's the, what's they're your case? The I mean, they're a good team that hasn't played well yet. Uh, McVay is the smartest man in football, and he just out schemed him. I my biggest takeaway outside of like, oh, McVay, McVay's a genius is like that. Offense looked really good. Minnesota's going to put up some points. I love this. I, even yes. on the road, I think I think Minnesota puts up points. I I think Minnesota money lines to play. Yes, I, I'm with you. Okay, I actually took plus three at plus one hundred seven, but I I complete I complete I I know it was. I I've been backing money lines I like crazy. Yet, so. I got I finally got stung in the ass backing Detroit on the money line last week instead of taking the points. And I think that may be reactionary, a little reactionary because I don't have a money line on my card this week. I didn't all the dogs I took, I just grabbed the points. Um, but I agree with you. I'm capping this 24-23 Vikings. Uh I think the um Carson Wentz, we are seeing he has some mobility issues still. He is far from 100%, in my opinion. His weapons are depleted right now. They're banged up. They are not 100%. Uh, you add to that that the Eagles' defense has taken a step back from last year. Granted, you see the Eagles generally play better uh, at home on defense than they do on the road. Uh, that's going back now a little ways, but that's that still, to me, is not enough to counter the fact that the Vikings are clicking on offense. They have things figured out. The offensive line has their center back, which is a huge differentiating factor. Pat Elfline is a legit center. He solidifies the interior of that line. Uh, they did. I thought they did a damn decent job of uh, neutralizing the ridiculously strong interior pass rush of the Rams. Uh, and I think they're going to do it again versus the Eagles here. Uh, let's see Kirk Cousins, who is infinitely familiar with this um, Philadelphia defense, carve them up in Philly and get revenge for on behalf of the rest of the Vikings, uh, the Vikings defense has to be, you know, a proud unit that has, um, uh, gotten in, you know, you know, been reading the press clippings about how washed they are. Uh, and there's a potential for some motivational angle there to come out of this Vikings defensive unit. Let's go Minnesota, get a win, get your season back on track. Uh, and, uh, you know, Philly will have their day down the road when, uh, Wentz is healthy, but not going to be on Sunday, in my opinion. Ram Seahawks. Andy, you like the Rams? Yep, bet them already. I don't even care. I think the line might be too big based on numbers, but everything I've seen from the Seahawks, they're they're just not a good team. They probably should have lost to Arizona, who is a pretty bad team. Yep, they should have. If you want to make the argument that would you make would you make the Rams a thirteen point favorite at home? I, I guess. Like sure. and if with Earl Thomas out, like they're he was just carrying that defense along. Uh, the Rams outsmarted a, a a much better team, uh, probably a better defensive coordinator. You know, granted, we don't really have a defensive coordinator in Minnesota. You got Mike Zimmer pretty much running the defense, but I'd rank him higher than you know Ken Norton Jr. So I think McVay's going to kind of be able to set his number, and I just don't Seattle see Seattle's offense putting up twenty points. So. 
this is yeah, this is Rams by a couple touchdowns. I took the seven. Yep. Earl Thomas out is huge. KJ Wright out is huge. I did not think, I didn't think Bobby Wagner. I didn't think Bobby Wagner looked uh, particularly good. Maybe he's not not healthy yet. No, he's not healthy. Maybe the most important part of their pass rush and Frank Clark is questionable with an illness. Uh, There are more questions than answers on the Seattle defense. Uh, And uh, that said, Seattle does tend to play the Rams somewhat tough. Uh, That kind of led me into backing an over here. Um, I'm not going to be shying away from overs when the Rams are one of the two participants in pretty much any game. But, uh, you know, their kicker situation is questionable. They may be going for it more often than uh, I think they have a pretty unbelievable offensive approach, particularly in the red zone. So uh, I'm happy uh, taking a pretty high total over 50 and a half here at plus 102. Um do you think there there is any whiff shine? Is there any whiff of divisional uh, faux familiarity uh, friskiness on behalf of Russell Wilson and the Seahawks in this game, or are you with us in Rams domination? Yeah, and normally I would be looking for reasons to play any division dog, not just blindly, but you know, to to lay seven or more on the road. It's usually a situation where you have like an, an elite team. Not saying the Rams aren't elite, but you know that this team's elite, and they're playing against you know the bottom tier, you know the bottom ten percent of the league. Usually, it's New England that's in that position in their own. Yeah, position. right. Yes. Yeah, it's in the past where you know it's kind of like we're expecting that seven or more, and nobody bats an eyelash. They just like you know, in non-New England situations, I'm always a little leery about that. But you know what? I don't see anything. Like, again, of course, it's only. We're still early in the season, but I, I think this is a really good indication that the Rams are going to be the elite of the league as long as nobody doesn't get hurt. You know, as long as uh, uh, you know there's no injuries to any of their major players, you're probably looking at, at you know, you know, an, an elite team, and they should be laying seven. And Seattle's interesting because you know how bad does your roster have to be? Your roster construction or however you want to term it. I mean, it's hard to find a quarterback. They have a quarterback and their team still is any good. But I know it's because <laughs> of injuries and other stuff, but you know, you, you look around the league, how many how teams just bend over backwards and struggle and reach to, to get a quarterback. Here you have a really good quarterback and your team still isn't any good. I mean, it, it, you have to go far and wide for that to that's a really happen. It's rare. I mean, am I, am I wrong? That's kind of how I see Seattle. I'm like, I know I don't like, I was never a Pete Carroll fan, but I am a Russell Wilson fan. But I think this is a game that I was really even a little surprised that this is, I think this line's low. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anytime Seattle scores, I think you're going to have to say, Jesus, did you see what Wilson just did? Yeah, like yeah. he's gonna make he and because they'll it's not like that. I don't think they'll get shut out, but he's gonna make an amazing player too. It's it's kind of what they I, I were at the end right. of last year. I agree. I think it could you could see something like you did last Thursday. You could see was that last Thursday? Was it two? Th- yeah, thirty-eight, thirty-one <laughs> last Thursday. Yeah, I think you could see uh, maybe not that final, but you could see something where you're like, wow, okay, it's fourteen all, and then I think <laughs> the Rams just won't let up. I yeah. think, you know, then you can yeah. go back and come back and it's 31-14. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, Wilson, yeah, Wilson's going to have to muster everything he's got, do something amazing to get some points up, and the Rams are just going to do it on two out of every three drives. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Like clock, yeah. I'm, I'm with both of you here. Uh, you know, Rams get, Rams got a little uh, Rams get a little extra rest. Uh, a lot of reasons to like the Rams. Um, okay, let's talk about maybe the most uh, disappointing Sunday night football game so far this season. Uh, Cowboys are heading to the Texans. Uh, why they picked this, I will never understand it. Uh, I have virtually no interest in seeing the Cowboys on primetime again, but I'm sure there's like another eight times they're going to be on primetime. Uh, but uh, I ended up walking into an over here because I think the Texans defense has significant problems uh and texans offense finally clicking uh dallas cowboys are gonna be without sean lee uh and um to a degree i'm a little concerned about how fit zeke elliott is i'm seeing him uh missing some practice i'm hoping he's just kind of getting an extended uh little break here and he's fit he's ready to go touching the ball like 300 yeah Dallas, if you look at that box score, Dallas scoring 26 against the Detroit Lions with all the yards they gained was kind of criminal. They should have been like well into the 30s. That's a little bit of an issue, I guess, if I'm backing me over, if they are underscoring relative to their production. Uh, But I'm hopeful that uh, uh, we see the same type of game that we saw play out with Detroit and Dallas and that this gets into the 50 range. So I'm over 45 and a half at minus 104. I could not suss out an edge on the side here. I think the line is pretty close to right. I'm getting Texans by 3, 26, 23. Andy, you going to play this one or are you going to skip? I might not even watch it. <laughs> we got to do a periscope, probably. We, we will do a periscope, it. but you'll have to like call me and be like, hey, it's halftime. Like, oh, yeah. I'll, <laughs> no, I'll pause, uh, I'm going to pause uh, Roadhouse and come come to a periscope. We'll talk like I pretend I watched it. But I will watch <laughs> it. Ugly game. Uh, both teams kind of had some bright spots last week. They saw some nice things out of Watson. I saw some nice things where they decided to use Zeke as kind of a pass catcher, which he, he get him out in space. He can make some moves. He's yeah. a really he's a really important part of that offense, especially an offense who doesn't have great wide receivers. You have to find a way to get the passing game moving, and if you can use Zeke like that, I mean, obviously it worked quite a bit. So it uh, finally uh, dawned on uh, Jason Garrett. Yeah, he's an idiot. I mean, if we're talking <laughs> shitty coaches, I hate him as a coach. Um, I probably won't get involved. The over got hit pretty hard. It's ticked up three and a half points in some spots. Totally, it has. It's, yeah, it opened at forty two. What? I missed yeah. that entirely. Oh yeah, no. I wish. I wish I'd have. I'd have Who hung at forty two? I don't. I thought know. I saw the penny opener was about forty five. Anyway, forty five and a half is I what mean, I'm on. Forty five and a half right now, which is okay. probably fair. Um, I still kind of lean the over. Okay. Okay. Uh, Shine. Uh, I was kind of hoping we would see two zero and four teams just to punish whatever executive decided to put this team, uh, this game on prime time, and we could have like a. Uh, losing coach gets fired at the end of the game or something like that to make this more entertaining, but uh, it was not to be. Dallas has managed to scratch up two wins. Texans finally get a win last week in uh, bizarre fashion. That should have been a tie uh, or a loss. Uh, any uh, any kind of uh, way to attack this from a side standpoint? Well, the ratings are going to be good in Texas, probably in that area. There's a lot of people. <laughs> From Houston to Austin to Fort Worth to Dallas, there's a lot of people, right? So they're probably, they're the only people going to be watching. Maybe. I mean, I might watch 
because of, uh, uh, you know, obviously Houston's quarterback. I actually think this is uh, – Dallas can't score. I, I think they have a problem. They're getting a lot of they're, – they're, they're just not scoring points they, the way they should be. I mean, you, you touched on something that I agree with. Like they should have been uh, 26 points with all the yards they got. It's kind of odd. But I, I actually think this is a good spot for Houston, and I think – it's they're, they're probably. I mean, I have Houston. One of the. I mean, again, it's early for me. I keep repeating that, but I, I'm kind of, only because of any modeling I do. It's always kind of subject to that kind of earliness. You know, I don't want to be completely wrong. I'm trying to avoid an 0 and five. Can't you tell? Yes. 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't. You can't. You can't win. But you know, you can really bury your bankroll this early when when there's better plays later. But I do like Houston. Here. And I think that they, they're – I wouldn't be surprised if they win by a touchdown or more. Mm, I like this. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up. We usually save Monday for Sunday's pod. Uh, let's put this one in the books and get it up for the people to listen to. Shine, thank you for all of your insight today. Really appreciate all your time. I know this was particularly long, and uh, but I think uh, you know, all this stuff, all the topics we covered, especially early in the pod, will be useful for people uh, of that uh, middle – serious wreck tier which i think makes up most of our listenership um best of luck to you this season i hope you uh enjoy the wonderful fall playoff baseball getting into the uh nba and ncaa basketball which is coming up at the end of this month oh, right. yeah it's a great uh, month it's a great month i love halloween's great like right around that time it's, it's, it's the uh, best it's a good month it, it, yeah, it, it for, is I appreciate you guys getting, getting hold of me. It was fun. This was fun. I like talking bad gambling uh, with anybody pretty much, and, but especially with guys uh, who have, you guys are, are obviously uh, doing a good show. And, and, and uh, you know, it's not all, it's not bullshit. You guys uh, did a good job. I'm glad, glad I was on with it. We spent some narratives. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you gotta try to talk yourself into a better too. But I don't want to have to get the credit card out and put any more money into a sports book. I'd like to. I'd like to watch the balance go. I want to watch the balance go up. I'd like to be able to talk to you at the end of the year too. I mean, it'd be it'd be great. It's right when you know, I'll let you. Plus, you. I mean, you'll reach out to me on on Twitter. I mean, right after next week. I mean, this week is the first week I really do anything serious in college. And then pro will probably be next week. Nice, uh, but it gets better as the season gets on. It just uh, unfortunate coincidence. Everything happens at the same time, you know. Yeah, of course, get, always is you know, always like that. Like Twenty four hours is like a degenerate dream, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll uh, I like to hear from you later, and uh, I'll talk to you whenever you need, whenever you like. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you again for all your time. And uh, we will reach out to you as the uh, as the season progresses and there's interesting stuff to talk about, especially with college basketball and the NBA coming up. Uh, Andy, best of luck this week. Oh, Every as weekend. always. I'll post we'll talk to you tomorrow. Stuff. I'll post my stuff later in the week when I get all right. everything lined up. All right. Talk to you tomorrow.